you can be seated here today. I'm going to roll the dice, and I'm going to pick up one of these mics right here and believe it's got to at least be better than this stupid thing that keeps crackling and popping all day long. Anybody like Rice Krispies this morning? Snap, crackle, pop. Sometimes I date myself with some of these. It used to, I was always current and then I say some stuff and people are like, I don't even know what he's talking about anymore. Be faithful. Everybody say be faithful. As you'll see on the screen behind me, this is a picture of a geyser and probably the most famous geyser, I guess, that I think in the world called Old Faithful. Old Faithful is in Yellowstone in Wyoming, Wyoming, Wyoming. And it bears this name because unlike other geysers, it follows a consistent time schedule. Every 65 minutes, it blasts a steam of boiling water 170 feet into the air. This is what Jesus was saying to the believers at Smyrna. He said, be faithful. Every 65 minutes, old faithful, set your clock to it. It is going to blast this steam of water. I just want to tell you in this introduction this morning that I have become convinced that what the Lord is looking for today more than anything is not who can shout the loudest, who can sing the best, not who can preach the best, not who can draw the biggest crowds, not who can hype it up more than anybody else. I have become convinced that what the Lord Almighty is looking for today more than anything else is for some people to be faithful. He is looking for people that will be consistent and faithful day in and day out. Who is this he's talking to? Well, we know that here in the book of Revelation, I don't have a lot of time to dig super deep and don't want to this morning, but here in the book of Revelation, in the beginning chapters, Lord, the Lord Jesus is speaking. He's speaking to the seven churches that were located in Asia Minor at the time. And one of those churches that we read this text from was a church in the city called Smyrna. Everybody say Smyrna. That's kind of fun to say, ain't it? Say it one more time. Say Smyrna. It, is a, it was a city called Smyrna, and today it is called Izmir in the country of Turkey. And it is located about 40 miles north of Ephesus on the coast of the Aegean Sea. It was and still is a major harbor for commerce. It was a large city of 200,000, wealthy, and it led in the fields of science and medicine. At that time, it was called the Crown of Asia and was the birthplace of Homer. It boasted the famous golden street running east to west with temples to Cybele and Zeus at either end. It was the center of emperor worship and erected the first temple to the Roman emperor Tiberius. And then under Emperor Domitian, A.D. 81 through 96, who was the one who exiled John to the Isle of Patmos, emperor worship then became a requirement for those living in 
Rome. Are you following me? This is a pagan city that Jesus was talking to the church that existed there. Citizens there had to burn incense at a statue of the Caesar and confess Caesar is Lord and then receive a certificate each year for their loyalty to Rome. Christians, of course, refused to do this and were then executed. Folks, I'm telling you, I know that we're living in a tumultuous time. We are living in dangerous times. I know that we say, my, it is difficult to live as a Christian today. But folks, at least right now, here in America at least, we aren't facing this kind of persecution that they were in Smyrna. Smyrna was the most dangerous city for Christians to live at the end of the first century. And in these perilous times, Jesus gave them the challenge, be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. You see, folks, he was talking here to a church that was familiar with persecution. He was talking to a church that was located right in the heart of one of the most pagan places where they were required to give worship once a year to receive a certificate that they were loyal to Caesar and to Rome. And Jesus was telling them, them that were facing the most difficult place in the, on the planet at that time and much more difficult than we've got it now, Jesus said to them, be faithful. Folks, I've just got to tell you, we've got it made in the shade, drinking pink lemon right here in the United States of America compared to what they faced in Smyrna at that time. And how many of us, we find ourselves not being faithful to the Lord, just, just finding ourselves becoming unfaithful to God with excuse after excuse after excuse. And if Jesus could look at this church in Smyrna and say, be faithful, then church of God here in Starkville, Mississippi, how much more? more does he expect us that live in a land of freedom to be faithful to him? In fact, when Jesus spoke of his return in Luke chapter 18 and verse 8, he said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I'm going to give you a few points, and I'm going to let you out of here. I know you're hungry and ready for lunch. Number one, if you're taking notes, be faithful in small things. One more time so you can write that down. Be faithful in small things. You see, God does great work with small things. The book of Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10 says, Who despises the day of small things? You know, a lot of times we get so caught up in the hype of everything. It's easy to do. We get so caught up in the big stuff, in the glamorous stuff. We get so caught up in the stuff that everybody wants to be a part of. And let me just tell you that if you go down there sometime to McGee, Mississippi, and you go to one of those services at the well at night, and you go and these ladies are there, and the men are there, and their families are there, and other visitors are there, and the music, the lights are nice, and the music is going. Listen, it's 
it is easy to get caught up. In fact, he would, I should just let him preach. He could tell you of how many pastors have come to him and said, I think I want me a recovery center now. <laughs> and it's easy to get caught up in the hype. But listen to the story. You know, we had to start out. We had an old dilapidated building that had, a more, had more sheetrock in the pews than it did on the ceiling. Had started out with four. Come on, somebody, help me this morning. It is so easy for us to get caught up in the hype. We like to get caught up in the hype. Uh, listen, I know, especially as preachers, we like to go to the big churches. We like to see the big stuff. We like to see all of that. But listen, what God has always done and will always continue to do is He is looking for men and women that say, I am willing to be faithful in the small stuff. I am willing to do what God has called me to do in the small stuff when nobody else is looking, when nobody else is watching, when the lights aren't on and the cameras aren't on and Facebook Live ain't going and I'm not getting credit on 15 different, I'm going to preach here, and I'm not getting credit on 15 different posts about all this. God. I am going to be faithful to the Lord God even when it's him and only him that's watching. He said, be faithful, Smyrna. And he's saying to us this morning, be faithful in the small things. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 21, Jesus here, he's saying, you've been faithful with a few things. He's talking about the rewards one day. And he says, eventually, when we stand before the Lord and he finds a faithful servant, he'll look at them and say, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. See, God is looking for some people that will be faithful in the small things. You know, there are many people that never accomplish anything because they wait around to do something great instead of being faithful in the small things. Everybody wants to be the CEO. Everybody wants to be in charge. Everybody wants the microphone. Everybody wants to be in front of the camera. Everybody wants the glitz and the glamour. Everybody wants to be looked at as successful, but they're not willing to start at the small things. Listen, I came by this morning to tell somebody, don't just sit there, do something. It just at least start with something small. At least be willing to start with something small. Go throughout this Bible, you'll find before Moses ever led the millions of Israelites out of Egypt, he was 40 years on the backside of the desert taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. David, before he was ever a mighty warrior, before he ever killed a giant, before he ever became king, he spent time out in the wilderness with nobody but him and the sheep. What did he do there? He killed a lion and he killed a bear. But you know what everybody today would do? They wouldn't put their life on the line and kill a lion and a bear unless they could... <laughs> They'd want somebody to see it. You know, they'd, they'd have the sling lion, be done, bear be done, kill them. They'd be like, this is me about to kill a bear. No, there was no recognition out there. There was nobody that was looking. There was nobody that was watching. Folks, I am just telling you today that we must once again learn that as Jesus is saying, be faithful, we've got to learn once again to be faithful in the small things. See, because God is in the business of taking the small, the foolish, the weak, the lowly, 
and the despised things and doing something great. You just heard a testimony this morning of it. It, 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 wasn't all the, it wasn't all the talk then. It was a whole bunch of work sitting in front of them. But God took what didn't seem possible and make it possible. i got to keep on moving. Number two, if you're taking notes, be faithful. You ready for this? And adversity. Nobody likes this one, though, I know. Be faithful in adversity. The believers in Smyrna face suffering for their faith. We know very little of that here in the United States of America. Just last night I was reading somewhere, and I read, and I wish I would have wrote down, that's what happens, I forget things. I wish I would have wrote down the thousands upon ten thousands of Christians that have been killed just in the country of Nigeria. Many are suffering at the hands of Islam all around this planet right here and right now. Many of us here don't have a clue what it truly means to suffer for Jesus Christ. Suffering is three things. Suffering is, number one, it's a test of our faith. That's what Jesus said right there we read it in Revelations 2 and 10. The devil will put some of you in prison to do what? To test you. Now, you don't like to think about that. We don't like to think about that happening. Oh, why would God let that happen to test you? Will God really let me go to, through tough times? Absolutely, he will. Will God really allow this to happen? Yes, he will. Does he cause it to happen? No. He just allowed. He said, this is the devil, and he's going to allow it to happen. Why? Because he knows that our faith needs to be tested. Suffering is for a test of our faith. Secondly, it is only for a time. And this, and we're not going to talk about all the prophetic significance in this, but we're going to just scratch the surface. The 10 days mean that God is sovereign and that Satan's time is limited. Right there in verse 10, he said, you're suffering, you will, it will, last, you will suffer persecution for." 10 days. Just listen to the pastor this morning. God, in other words, is telling them. Again, I'm not going to dig prophetically into all that. We don't have time. But what it does mean in a very general sense is that the time of suffering is always limited. You see, that's what I've learned. I'm not that old and I'm not that wise, but I've learned a few things. And one thing that I've learned is the good thing about a hard season is it is just that. It's a season season and seasons come and seasons go. I don't know what you're walking through right now. You may be walking through the toughest season that you have ever walked through in your life. You may be facing a test. You may be facing persecution. I don't know what you're going through, but God sent you by here today to listen to me and to tell you that he said your suffering is not forever. Your persecution is not forever. Your dry season is is not forever. This tough time will not last forever. It is a season and just like this season came, this season will to go in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise if you believe it. Third, suffering is a matter of trust. In the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 20 through 24, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Jesus here says that he entrusted 
himself to him who judges justly. You see, it's a matter of trust in suffering. And knowing that, yes, the Lord may be letting me go through this, but he is not going to let this destroy me. Suffering becomes a matter of trust when it comes to us as people of faith. COVID-19, Delta variant, and however many, I've already seen another article say something about there may be another variant on the way. COVID-19, Delta variant, Zeta variant, whatever variant comes away, it's a matter of trust to me that if the Lord will let us go through it, then it means he's going to take us through it. He will not allow my test. This that you are going through, God will let it test you. God will let it maybe even bring you to the very brink, you think, of giving in and giving up. But one more time, let this preacher just say these words from this scripture to you. Be faithful. Do not give up. Because so many times, it's right there at the moment where you feel like you can't take anymore. At the moment where you feel like you're going to break at the moment that you feel like that you just can't take it anymore it is then and there that God Almighty will step in and his divine providence and say that's enough and he'll bring deliverance and he'll bring healing and he'll bring restoration my God I feel it here today I believe that it's a matter of trust to believe that the same God that brought me in is the same God that will bring me through it somebody say amen Last, finally, number three, be faithful to the end. Don't stop short of the goals that God has put in your life. Be faithful to the end. I told you that it's, it's been some time now that I believe I've been seeing what the Lord needs more than anything now is people that will just stay faithful to the end. I think myself and Pastor Jeremy, we could tell you about how many, how many ministers that we've seen, guys that had great potential, guys that were rising stars, guys that were just doing a great job, and eventually they give up or they fall for some reason or another but it's not just in the clergy it's in laity too as a pastor how many times have i seen people come in and be on fire for god and live for the lord some little thing maybe it's a persecution that tries their faith maybe it's a temptation that draws them away but how sad it is when i when i see it and i see people that that no longer no longer are living for the Lord. Can I just encourage you, please do not stop. Please do not quit. Please be faithful. You know, sometimes there, was, there were times in my life where I looked at people that had all these flashy things that, that they did that, that were the most faithful. But can I tell you where I've come to the place in my life that, that the people that impress me the most Regular old people that have just continued to be faithful day after day after day after day. People like Sister Evelyn Prescott, member at Loosedale Church of God. Lord, I don't know how many years. She used to sit on the second row. There's four sections there. She used to sit on the outside to my right, on the outside on the second row. She was in her 90s. 
Sister Evelyn, she wasn't allowed to shout her. She wasn't going to be the one to give out a message, but buddy, she was there, and she was there, and she was worshiping. She's little, and she'd worship, and she was there every time her little frail body would allow her to be there in the pew. I was with her. I watched her. We buried one of her daughters. I was with her. We buried one of her granddaughters. And I watched the burden on her. I watched the weight. And I also watched her never, ever, ever lose her faith and never, ever, ever give up. I'm reminded, some of you may know Sister, Sister Obar. I believe her first name was Inez Obar. She was a member over there at Houston Church of God. I did my first month or so of MIP before there was a pastoral change at the Houston Church of God. Thorne's my home church, most of you know. And I remember Sister Obar, and I can remember she had a, had a brain tumor. And I remember it was me and I think Michael, maybe Dalen. We went over to her house one day, and she was sitting there in a chair. She had a brain tumor, doing all kind of crazy things to her body as most cancers and tumors do. But I can remember walking into her house that day. There she is, knowing that she's got a death sentence on the inside of her head. And what does she do? Does she complain? Does she gripe? No. She said, I'm glad you boys are here. Let's pray. Let's worship the Lord together. Folks, I'm telling you, the older I get and the more I see, those, those are my, those are my heroes. I'm not just saying it because he's here. Jeremy's not my hero, but his, his mama is a hero of mine. I watched his mama within a month or so bury her husband and her daughter. And what is she doing? Can faithfully, I'm going to tell you, in fact, they'll, these ladies will tell you, I found this out quick, who the hero is. It's not Jeremy, it's Nana. <laughs> Sister Loretta is a hero of mine. Why? Because she has life, has dealt her some hard knocks. What does she do? Continue to be faithful continue to keep going, continue to keep her eyes on the prize. And folks, I have come here today with a message for this Sunday just to tell somebody and remind somebody, please, please, please be faithful. Don't quit. I don't care. You Listen, you may not be the biggest tither. You may not be the loudest shouter. You may not be the best singer. You may not be, you may not serve on the biggest committees or any of that. But listen, I'm, God is not interested in all of that hubbubaloo. He is looking for some people that will simply be faithful day in, day out. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. Month in, month out. Year in, year out. God is looking for some people that will simply be faithful to Him. Be faithful to the end. Jesus tells us three important things about himself. Number one, he says, I'm the first and the last. In other words, he's the author of creation and he's the finisher of the story. I serve one that was here and started this whole thing and I'm serving that same one that's going to be here when it all wraps up. Number two, he tells us about himself in this, that he died and came to life again. The words who died actually mean that Jesus experienced death as a 
passing event. In other words, death was a temporary event because he came to life again. Sometimes I feel like I only get to preach this kind of stuff at funerals. But on a Sunday morning, can I just tell somebody that if you are living for God, if you are saved, if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, then just like it was for Jesus, it is for you that death is simply a passing event. If you don't have any hope, then yes, you think that death is final. You feel like that there's nothing else after it. But for those of us who have the hope in Jesus Christ, we know that death is only a passing event. It's only a blip in the radar that one moment will take our last breath here on earth and the next minute we'll be breathing in the sweet air of heaven. I just need somebody to know that for the child of God, because Jesus has conquered death, he came and he rose again, that you don't have to be afraid of death either. The third thing he says about himself, he gives the crown of life so that we do not fear death. This speaks of the victor's crown given in athletic games. Here we are right now at the, I believe it's the conclusion. I don't know if today's the last day. I know it's near the end of the Olympic Games right now. And what a time and what a picture it is when we think of it in this way. This crown is a reference to that victor's crown that is given to those in these athletic games that complete their course. You see, my hope and my trust. My hope and my trust. Can I just preach to you as a preacher right now? As a preacher, my hope, my hope in the end is not that one day I'll be elected to serve on this or elected to serve on that or maybe even be the general overseer one day. That's not where my hope is. My hope as a man is not to eventually get as much money as I can and, and try to see if I can own all this and that. No, that's not my hope at all. You know, my hope is not even, even though I do have great hope and it is very important, I want to see my girls succeed in life. But the biggest hope that I have is that one day, if I am faithful to the end, that I'm going to stand before a holy God and be able to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And he will give me, it said, he gives the crown of life to them that simply will not give up. I came to tell you today, you don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the brightest. You don't have to be the greatest. But what you do have to be is faithful. You cannot quit and you cannot give up. And if you will hold on to God's unchanging hand to the end, he will give you the crown of life that the victors receive. Stand with me if you will, please. As the worship team comes, In the early days of the church, there was a man named Polycarp. If you've never heard of him, I encourage you. You've all got Google. Google it. There was a man named Polycarp, and his greatest contribution to Christianity may be his martyred death. His martyrdom stands as one of the most well-documented events of antiquity. 
the emperors of Rome had unleashed bitter attacks against the Christians during this period. And members of the early church recorded many of the persecutions and the deaths. Polycarp was arrested on the charge of being a Christian, a member of a politically dangerous cult whose rapid growth needed to be stopped. Amidst an angry mob, we find that the Roman proconsul took pity on such a gentle old man and urged Polycarp to proclaim, Caesar is Lord. If only Polycarp would make this declaration and offer a small pinch of incense to Caesar's statue, he would escape torture and death. To this, Polycarp responded, 86 years I have served Christ, and he never did me any wrong. How can I blaspheme my king who has saved me? Steadfast in his stand for Christ, Polycarp refused to compromise his beliefs and thus was burned alive at the stake. I know we get uncomfortable and we think this kind of stuff is irrelevant. Folks, I'm not trying to be a fear monger or anything like that but folks I, I believe we're probably closer to anything like that than we have ever been before would we be willing I mean I know I wasn't there but I, I, I can I can see the story in my mind can't you I can see this gentle old man that even these heathen Romans were like they, they were feeling bad about killing this gentle old man and they were just like, Polycarp, just listen, we're going we're gonna to let this slide. All you got to do, just one time, just one time, one time, say Caesar is Lord. Just offer a little pinch of incense. You don't have to die this death. And what happened? You know, you know what most of us modern Christians might say? If, that, if, if it was our grandpa or our papa, papa, just, just say it. Come on, don't, don't, let, don't let them kill you. Come on, papa, just, just say Caesar. We know you don't mean it. We, we know you love the Lord. We know you don't mean it. Just say it one time. Don't even have to say it loud enough. We're all just just where, where, where the proconsul can hear it. Just say it. Get the little incense, and that's it. Polycarp said, can't do it. I've served the Lord this long. He's never done me wrong. How can I be unfaithful to my king? Folks, I don't know where I would be. I mean, really, if I was staring death eyeball to eyeball, if I knew, if I knew that that speaker pole right there was out, that if I didn't say one little thing and offer one little pinch, they were going to tie me to that and burn me alive, folks, I'd like to say that I would be faithful, but I don't know myself. It kind of scares me to think about that. But I believe what the Lord said, and he talked about that. He said, in that moment, he would give you the words to say. He would give you the strength. All you've got to do 
is make the choice to be faithful. And if you make the choice to be faithful, God will give you the strength to do it. You hear me, ladies? I know you ladies. Y'all are the ones that have come a long way back in McGee. There's a lot that haven't come near as far as y'all, but still every day of our lives, we got to make that choice to be faithful, don't we? The enemy comes at us just like they did Polycarp. Said, hey, just, just one time. Just, just one time. Just one, you know, it's not going to matter. It's not just them. It's all of us. We face things every single day. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Don't quit. Don't stop. You may be in a test. You may be going through a mess. But please be faithful to the Lord. Because if you will choose to be faithful, God will give you the strength to do it. He will not leave you alone. But he'll give you the strength to do what he's asked you to do. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. I know it's 12 noon. That's all right. I'm almost done. But I want to take just a moment and want to make sure. There's been a lot of things said, a lot of powerful things that have been said before I ever even got up here. And I've preached the Word, and the Word is powerful. And I wonder if there's anybody here this morning, and you say, Pastor, you know, I'm not right with the Lord. My life is not right with Him. If I were to die right now or the Lord has come back, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or not. If you're here and that's you, but you say, I, I want to make sure everything is right with the Lord. With nobody looking around, I wonder, would you be bold enough just to slip your hand up so I can pray with you? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm seeing hands. That's all right. Please. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, you see every hand that has been lifted across this sanctuary today. And Lord, I'm believing, Lord, that you are going to give us the strength. Lord, if we will make the choice to be faithful, you will give us the strength to be faithful. You will give us the anointing that we need to be faithful. And I pray for these that say that they're just, they're just not sure if they're ready to meet you, but they want to make everything right. And I pray, Holy Ghost, you have dealt with them enough to even slip up their hand. But I pray, oh, Holy God, that you would just continue to move on them and that they would be bold enough to step out of their seat and to make things right with you. If you're here this morning, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to let you make the choice. One's already here. But if you're here and you say, I'm not right, well, you said, you raised your hand. You said, I'm not right with the Lord, but I want to make things right. Would you come right now to this altar? If you lifted your hand and you say you you don't know that things are right, but you want to make sure they're right. I know there was more. There's this one here. But if you're here and that was you, would you just come find a place? Just come find a place. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Don't be ashamed. That's all right. This, this is victory here. This is victory here. There were others. I promise. Don't get nervous. I'm not going to do it, but I am praying the Holy Ghost does convict you and brings you up here. I'm not going to drag you up here, but I'm praying, oh, Holy Ghost of God, that you would drag them up here, that your convicting power would pull them up here today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody else this morning? Anybody else? You say, I'm not sure that I'm right with God, but I want to make sure before I leave here today that I'm right with the Lord. I want to, I want to make everything right. Hallelujah. Can I get a couple of, couple of prayer warriors to come and pray with these right now? If you would, just make your way up here. If I can get a couple to 
to come and begin to pray with them right now and just to pray, help them if you feel led to speak with them and just lead them to make things right right now because we're going to have to move on because I've got one more thing that I feel I feel led of the Lord. Here's, here's what I want us to do as these are praying right now. Come on, folks, just lift your hands with me. If you're not coming and praying right now, just, just begin to worship the Lord. Just begin to lift your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I just pray right now. I, I don't need to get in a hurry right now. I know what time it is, but Lord, I'm, I'm willing to just yield to you and whatever you want to do here in this place. This is your service. This is your time. Father, I thank you for these that are up here right now. And I'm just believing that there's more, more that you are going to touch, more that are going to give their hearts completely and totally over to you today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Now here's what I'm going to ask the rest. These are praying. Please continue to pray up here. But here's the way I feel led to to give the rest of this today. If you're here, this is not a prayer for a greater anointing. This is not a prayer for a great blessing. This is not a prayer for God to open a door that you've been waiting for. Not that any of those are inappropriate, but that's just not right now the way God's leading me. But if you're here today and your prayer is, I want to be faithful to the end. Would you come and just find a place you can stand, you can kneel, whatever you want to do. But if that's your prayer today, that's what we're praying. You say, I want to be faithful to the end. I want to do what Jesus said to the church at Smyrna. Be faithful. Be faithful to the end. Would you just step out of your seat right now? If you're here and you say, that's what I want. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to the end. I don't want to quit. I don't want to get halfway. I don't want to get three quarters of the way. I don't want to get almost there there and quit but I want to be faithful to the end would you just come and find a place and just begin to pray and that's what we're going to pray today that we be faithful that the Lord would help us to be faithful oh Jesus 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 help us today to be faithful help us to be faithful Lord that we will not quit that we will not give up that we will not stop oh Lord but help us to be faithful help us to be faithful right now in the name of Jesus Christ Come on, I know there's more. I know there's more. That you say, that's what I want to be. I want to be faithful. I don't want to stop. I don't want to quit. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to the end. I want to hear Jesus say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Help us to be faithful today, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, as they begin to sing, come on and pray.
feel led to do this I know it's 1209 but we've been getting out well before 12 so I got a little credit built up if you are here today if you're here today and you have served God 50 years or longer I think we got a few here you serve God 50 years or longer let me see your hand anybody here come on we got 50 years or longer would y'all do me a favor would y'all come and stand right here with me? Y'all come on, just move. If you serve God 50 years or longer. Now, I'm not saying you've been perfect, but I'm saying you serve God 50 years or longer. I want you to come stand right here and look that way because we're about to pray. This is not a show. This is about to be a prayer and a testimony. Bible said we've been made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Because what the devil is going to say to younger folks is, you can't do it. There's no way you can do it. No way you can do it. It's too hard, too difficult, too many mountains, too many valleys, too much stuff, tough stuff. Oh, anybody else? 50 years or longer. Hallelujah. Now here's what I want to ask y'all to do. I want to ask those of y'all up here, would you just turn around? Stretch your hands. And those of you in the car, would you just lift your hands? And I want to just pray for a release of faith right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, you have led me to do this, Lord, and I believe that there is power. There is power in just simply this testimony, Lord, that we can see this wonderful group, Lord, that have served you for 50 years or more. And we pray for those that are standing, myself included, Lord. I pray that you would help me God, I need to be on the other side of this thing. Lord, I pray for those of us that have not served you this long. I pray that you would help us. I pray that you would strengthen us, that we would do what your word said, that we would be faithful. I know that we're not going to be perfect. I know that there's going to be ups and downs. I know that there's going to be tough times. There's going to be hard seasons. But Lord, above all things, let us be faithful let us be faithful to you let us be faithful to your word let us be faithful to your church oh God let us be faithful I pray I ask for a release of faith into this house in the name of Jesus Christ that we would walk in your faith that we would walk in your strength oh Lord and I believe Lord that you are going to do great and mighty things Lord in the mighty mighty name of Jesus Christ hallelujah 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 come on let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise this morning listen if you got questions you want to come up here See Jeremy, Jennifer, speak to any of these ladies, questions about the ministry, slip them a $100 bill, whatever you want to do, I don't care. Just come on and do it. I'm going to ask Jeremy to dismiss us in prayer. And uh, don't forget, a uh, lot of stuff going on. Just pick up the bulletin. Stuff's on Facebook. Y'all can all read. Most of you got more education than I do. God bless you. <laughs>
Come on, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we just thank you today. Lord, we thank you most of all for the fact that you paid the price that we could not pay. Lord, that you made a way for us. And Lord, we thank you today for this word, God, that you're with us, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. But Lord, you just ask us to be faithful. Lord, you, you require of us to be faithful, just to, to step out by faith, just to do the small things. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you would continue to bless this ministry, continue to bless this church. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Dennis. I thank you for his family. I, I thank you for all the loved ones that I have here today. I pray, God, that you would just birth a new thing within Starkville Church of God. And Lord, I, I, I know that we have yet to see the revival that is coming. Lord, the new thing that you're about to do within this church. Lord, those that are out there that are hurting and seeking for something. Lord, those that you're going to draw to this place for healing, for salvation. Lord, today for reconciliation in their families. And I, I believe today, Lord, that you're birthing a new thing through the ministry of this church. Lord, to see, to see families restored. Lord, those out there that are students and that are fearful of what tomorrow holds. I pray, God, that this, this church will be a city on a hill, a lighthouse to those students that are coming to town, Lord, that they would see, God, that as they pass by on the street, they would see, God, that there's something different about this place and that they would come seeking after you. And Lord, I just give you glory and I honor. I thank you for what you've done in this service today. We bless your holy name. Amen and amen and amen.